last time on Dice Funk. Can I get those drugs into my body while he has me in a chokehold? <laughs> uh, Lenora, you pop the knocks into your mouth, and you have advantage on anything and everything you want to do from, from from now on. I'm suspecting there's going to be a negative outcome down the line for this, perhaps. <laughs> to come down, like, really brutal, I have to sleep for, like, two days. Austin would never do that. He's at, that Skell is out, um, Frank's gonna start rushing those computers back onto the Beyblade. Ed's going to use Minor Illusion to make the cart, the thing look like it is a shopping cart from a grocery store. That got way too hot, way too quickly, uh, I'll go with this, and, uh... You know, good luck to you guys, but I'm out from here. We might we might have let a poetry AI have free reign of the internet, and um, I hope you all like poetry now. <laughs> Annie, Annie Lennox? Lennox? Annie Lennox? Oh my god, okay, Annie Lennox with a bear on a chain. Beatrice Beauregard. How did you know Skell? Skell was a board member for the Crown Corporation, and so am I. Is it a particular venue? Yes. One that maybe hosts regular pro wrestling uh, events? Yes. One that I happen to wrestle at? Yes. And that's the next target? Yes. probably uploading this from magfest if you're listening to her right now <laughs> shit okay language this is a family-friendly podcast where we take drugs and beat cops into unconsciousness Oops. <laughs> yeah you cocksucker <laughs> okay <laughs> my, my, my favorite thing was from last week was the the pointing out whether whether intentional or not that the police officer was white and does uh, it uh, mm, hello I'm known for many things. Subtlety, not one of them. It was subtle enough that I didn't pick up on it. I was like, what are you hinting at? Oh, okay, yeah, that's good. I should have went with my original plan, which was naming him William Strong Opinions about Colin Kaepernick. Ooh. Ooh. <laughs> You're inviting sports conversation onto the top of this show. Ah, oh, that's, that's, that's dangerous. No, that's the great thing, is most of our audience won't know what I'm talking about, so there's no controversy. That's how I that's how I do this. We do it all in code. Nice. All right. So everyone should be familiar with our voices now. Hopefully at this point it is necessary. I'm Austin Yorsky, Dungeon Master Narrator NPCs. I'm with Laura Kate Dale, aka Frank Westerly. What's up? Hi. Hey, I'm here. Sometimes I sound like this when I'm not a character, and when I'm a character, I might sound a bit exaggeratedly gruff and deep. It's exquisite. Also, Michael Skitchiano, you are playing Rene Eddy, Warforged Sorcerer Rogue. How do you sound? I mean, I sound like this normally, and other times I sound like this. So that's pretty simple. You it's know. a pretty great way to sound. I would do that all the time if I could. Yeah. It's pretty uh, nice. In addition, Chris Roloti Larios, you are playing Captain Katarina Krakenbane Brooks, eight different names, so many. How do you sound? Uh, she's also the mother of dragons, the breaker of chains, the unburnt. <laughs> you got you to get all of them, queen of the first men. I'm sounding good, I think. I don't know. I, I might freeze it by the end of this episode, but what are you going to do? It's 2018 for you. 
New Year, new heists. That's mm. the that's our motto going into this next one. And finally, Lauren Morgan, aka Lenora Desmond, Tabaxi DJ Warlock. What's up? Yo, it's me. That's you. How does the cat sound? Um. What does the I... cat say? You can't. Uh, the cat sounds kind of like this. This is like it. Hello. It's like a little bit of a lilt on it. Kind of like, you know, like Valley Girl, Up Talk, Vocal Fry. Is that what Vocal Fry is? No one's ever been able to explain it to me. I am eternally confused. Isn't it like the, um, like when you go like this? It's when you intentionally restrict your vocal folds from moving. Yeah. <laughs> and, and, and usually Vocal Fry is a function of someone's vocal cords disengaging during the end of a word and that causes people to have like little fries in the end of words you know and sounds you know some people just don't like that i used to get that when i i did i did screaming vocals in a rock band (laughs) in my teens and then all of my words ended with vocal fry because i was destroying my voice yep I didn't know you were cool. Hold on. <laughs> I, I was a drummer too. I was a I was a drummer for a while. Okay. Well, damn. I thought I was the cool one here. Now I feel <laughs> what inadequate. You are I, the cool one here. I rode motorbikes here. too. I did cool stuff once. I was I was cool in the past. <laughs> uh, I was cool in my dreams. Wait, no, that's not true either. All right. So we're a thousand years into this recording session, and we haven't set the scenes. So we should do that. Uh, we are going to open episode four uh in a restaurant because frank owes people dinner oh yeah is it just one person i owe dinner or did i like rack up a list of dinners owed i'll take free dinner fortunately you don't need to buy ed dinner because ed doesn't need to eat but can he eat if he chooses to if he wants to he can eat people are like does he have taste buds i'm like listen there are forms that are made for like kitchens and other tasks so yes how many people? How many people has Frank like racked up dinners to? I know it's at least one. You t- you owe Katarina dinner, but everyone else is gonna t- tag along. Lenore because <laughs> her personality, and Ed I think because he wants to actually get down to brass tacks and ask some important questions about the mess you've gotten yourself into. But that's the yeah. opening scene. Where are you guys? Like, what's the kind of ambiance of this place? What are you guys talking about? This is just kind of the cold open. Uh, we're at a Grizzlebee's. Is that like an Applebee's that's really gristly? Yes, it's a C-Lab 2021 reference as well, but I wanted to get that in there. It's a good reference. See, this is about the level I was going to go for, because like, even when flush with cash, I still think that like Frank's instinct would be like, oh, I'm taking you all for dinner? Right, well, it's going to be covered in grease, so I hope you're all right with that. It's important to note at this point, no one is flush with cash yet, because you guys need to mm-hmm. fence <laughs> the computer equipment that you stole. Uh, potato, potato, potato. We're, 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 we're gonna be flush with, we're, we're practically flush with cash. Now that's a good character choice because I like the idea that Frank isn't thinking through the consequences of what is going to be basically an ongoing side quest to find somebody to get rid of these things, but he's acting like he already has. Yeah, no, his his like line of thinking is we have the stuff, that's the, that's the worst of it over. Well, you know, selling it, that's the easy bit, right? <laughs> The crime is done. This bit isn't a crime. (laughs) (laughs) The steak is a crime. It's so dry. Oh, geez. Am I still high? Oh, that's a good question. Uh, You are not high anymore. In fact, you are going through withdrawals. Uh, The night after you took the the knocks, 
uh, you went to sleep feeling amazing and woke up feeling like the worst you've ever felt. What, are you talking about a withdrawal or are you talking about a come down? I'm talking about, Lauren, I know you, and you <laughs> have felt very bad many times in your life. I want you to know how you feel worse than that. Damn, I have felt very bad a lot. <laughs> yeah, maybe that's too esoteric for the audience. So th- th- think about the worst anyone's ever felt. Like, just go into that place in your mind and, like, double it. You feel like you should be dead. Mm-hmm. I'm going to eat so much greasy food. Okay. Mm-hmm. You have disadvantage on everything. <laughs> well, I guess that's what I get. And you don't know when it's going to end. Actually, it's been a couple days. We're kind of just jumping forward. It was a week until you guys need to steal the championship belt from the Valentine Wrestling Federation. So it's been a couple days since the heist, and you st- it still hasn't worn off, and you feel like death. Oops. Oops. And so that, yeah, you're at the table, you have your dark glasses on, and you're just like face down in the pasta. Like, please, someone kill me. See, I now just want to force you to make like innocuous rolls to see how bad your day can get. Like, I want to make you like roll for for whether you get a good meal or not, things like that. Like, I, I just want to force you to roll now because it'd be funny. Well, that's not nice. <laughs> well, we do need to roll for appetizers. We haven't done that yet. Oh, we haven't <laughs> rolled for appetizers. <laughs> All right, you guys want to roll for appetizers? That's just a raw d20. All right. It wouldn't be Dice Funk if we weren't going to crit on some trivial shit. I got an 11, with disadvantage even. 19. I got nine. I'm just eating whatever comes by. Mm-hmm. You eat the, like, garnish? Oh, yeah, that happens. <laughs> I'm up sitting from rolling because Ed is basically just sitting there, like, with just a glass of water. Oh. <laughs> There's a couple quesadillas that she like grabs and like shoves into like her coat pocket for later. <laughs> okay. Katarina's gonna be have a very spicy aroma as she goes about her day. That's exciting. Um, so you guys uh passed your appetizers check, which is meaningless in the grand scheme of things, but very funny. So I think you guys get like some uh nachos and you get some like spinach dip spinach artichoke dip it's fine this place isn't great but it's the best food you've eaten in a while as frank takes the checks i I want him to like very very much play up and be like oh no how am i gonna (laughs) deal with them oh no you you guys why did you why did you order two appetizers Oh, oh so so uh frank right yeah, yeah, that 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 is me. Yeah. So, are you liquid yet or no? Am I liquid? Are the goods moved or are they still static? No, not dealt with that yet. But like, how 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 hard can that be? You know, you can't just like take that stuff to a computer store and sell it, right? Why are you all talking so loud? <laughs> Are you going to eat that spaghetti, or can I, like... My spaghetti! Ed's going to lean in towards Frank and uh, Katarina and whisper, You can't sell electronics like that to anyone because those things have serial numbers, they have information that can be traced, and it will raise suspicion. You have to basically run it through someone who can hide any evidence that it existed in the first place. It's like money laundering only with anything you're trying to sell right well here's how i see this it's in my house right now so like i've i've i dealt with that (laughs) that's like my my part of this whole situation that's how how good is your security 
Well, it is a... <laughs> I leave trap, ca- ca- trap cards under every doorframe. <laughs> it is a residential house in a relatively quiet neighbourhood with a bunch of trap cards hidden around the doorways, yes. Um, what well, My point is, I've done my, my shady thing. I reckon this is on one. Finding someone to get this to—that's that's on you guys. Because I've, I've, I've done my bit. Chances are we have at least some protection, given our contacts and such. But most people that I know who I could run product through, well, I haven't been in touch with them for a very long time, and I might have to reestablish some connections for that. But if I find anything. I'll make sure to let you know so that we can get these off our hands because the longer these things stay in our hands, the worse it will be for us. I might know somebody who can take them too. You do? I mean, I'd have to track them down, but... That's, that's, better, than, that's better than when I was starting because my whole plan was literally just going to be walk down the street and go, hey, do you know anyone who wants to buy a computer? <laughs> Which... Thinking about it, may not be, have been the smartest move, so I'm glad you two know what you're doing. Yeah, well, unfortunately, like I said, I'm not usually the one that has the plan, but I've been around smarter people <clears throat> who've worked in this line of work for long enough to kind of know some of the moves. I might know somebody, but I'm dying. I'll, I'll like, reach around, and if there's, like, a loaf of, like, garlic bread or something like that that came with Lenore's dish, I just want to, like, slowly pull that <laughs> away and eat it. All right, so roll sleight of hand to steal Lenora's garlic bread, please. Okay, sweet. Uh, <laughs> can I roll sleight of hand against her to like headbutt her hand away or something? That'd be perception to notice it. Okay. With disadvantage. Yeah, I know. 20. Not a nat 20, but 20. 17. Nope. Yoink. Gar- <laughs> it's my garlic bread now, loser. How is it? It's pretty good. That's a 17 on garlic bread, so yeah, that's pretty good garlic bread. <laughs> that is the best stuff they sell here. Everybody knows that stolen garlic bread is the best garlic bread. <laughs> the extra flavor is the mooching. <laughs> it really brings out the, the buttery notes. Also, we have this, the other job that we're getting closer to, and we need to hopefully have a better plan than last time. I think one of the one of the problems we had last time is we didn't go in with any kind of like roles or anything. Like we didn't have anyone on particular jobs. In terms of jobs, there's like I, I know one thing about our next job. It's a wrestling job. I'm pretty sure there is one person in our team who it would make sense to be a wrestler in the plan. Well, that's a great role to have, but even if I'm in the tournament Unless I'm booked to win, that doesn't matter. Yeah, but it also means you can go around places that the wrestlers are and it's not going to be suspicious. Whereas if you're trying not to be noticed in a place where everyone will notice you and know who you are because they all know wrestling, it's probably better put you up front than to try and hide that you're there. I was going to say, we don't need you to win. We just need you to be there so we can steal it because you're already there. Well, the easiest way would be if I was able to win it. And I might have some ideas on to help my chances of that happening. Oh. But if that doesn't work out, we need to find a way to make sure we can steal it without causing a scene or gain into the same kind of issues that we had last time 
we can't afford to have eyes on us during the operation because that would draw too much attention. Yeah, Katarina will be getting her script soon after the downtime scenes, and then you guys will all be able to plan out your heist in a cool montage with like blueprints and red string between pictures and so forth. Um, but for now, Eddie says we can't afford to have eyes on us, mm-hmm. at which point he feels a hand on his shoulder, and someone reaches past him and puts another check in Frank's hands. And this this person says, can you get mine too, buddy? I'm sorry, do I know you? <laughs> you look up and you see Inspector William Graves. I'm out of the table. I'm, right, I'm up. I'm gone. <laughs> <laughs> I have uh, a handful of machos in one pocket and I'm gone. Um, at, you hear uh, the clicking of the hammer on the revolver as you try to run away from the table. And Graves pulls up a chair and sits down next to Eddie and like puts the barrel of the gun against his like thigh as he sits down and says, there's no need for that. We're all friends here. Oh, who are you? I don't know you. (laughs) It's it's very odd having someone who doesn't know us pull up to the table. But what what is the question? What did you get? What did you get? Was it was it just so small? (laughs) Steak. Rare. Bloody. Yeah, but like steak here is like what four, four, four gold. It always costs too much to stay alive in this city, doesn't it? Down with capitalism. <laughs> That's why we all have to have two, three, four jobs, huh? As many side gigs as you can hold, juggling them all around. And what your side gig is getting free steak at dinner? Because like, if that's if that's if if that is the extent of your side gig, sure, I will get you. I will get you dinner. I'm glad that I was able to completely fulfill your side job needs, and they are all done now completely. <laughs> I'm sure you know my main job is police officer, but we now share a secondary occupation. All of us do, I believe. Katarina, are you? Did you run away? Or are you staying here? Because he's threatening. He's threatening to shoot. For, yeah, she'll, he's gonna she'll... shoot Ed if you leave. I was gonna try to like sneak off to the bathroom, but I figure I'll begrudgingly sit back down. Though I won't relinquish the nachos that I shoved into my pocket. Those are staying. Okay, <laughs> he doesn't care about that so much, but we'll keep that in mind just in case that you decide to use them as shuriken. <laughs> it's good to note. I'm gonna put that in my character sheet. Nachos. We got we got a job in common now, have we? I I, I didn't know you'd started playing a uh, holodeck. <laughs> so 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 I take it you're Solomon's guy, huh? And who do you work for? Your mom. High five. <laughs> <laughs> I'm afraid my mom's long since left this plane. Oh well, now I feel bad. I thought you already felt bad. <laughs> I don't. She wasn't much of a mother to any of us. I know why you're interested, but why? what do you think you're trying to accomplish here? I'm just saying hello to... Well, I don't know if the competition is right. The farm team? The minor leagues? Indy? Some could call us. I believe development league is another appropriate term. Development league might be a term, but... Eh. First time around the block, I think we I think we did all right. <laughs> a really impressive showing. Four to one. You barely coming out on top. 
Well, it's better than better, better than coming in just one of you out personed and thinking you can take four people. That shows a little bit of stupidity, doesn't it? <laughs> Ed's gonna look at um the dragonborn and gauge how bad his his wounds are after you know yeah the whole thing. Like, does he look pretty scarred up from that? He has a very um noticeable like pink scar across his snout where it was snapped and then put back into place um, with medical technology and magic being what it is. Uh, he could easily just have that magic away. He has chosen not to, but there is like a line around his snout there where just like to remind him of how he got beaten. Mm. And it just like encircles like a ring of kind of scarred flesh around his mouth. Quick question. Is he in uniform? Yes, he is in uniform. Okay. Which is why no one has is freaking out that he's he has a gun in a restaurant. Hot takes. So he says, I was so excited about hunting you all down. I had I had all the profiles drawn up. The sketch artist worked late into the night. I was putting up a, a search grid block by block. It was a classic search and destroy mission when I get an order that you all are off limits. Well, Who's to say that we weren't doing the same and preparing also a highly thought out plan that was going to get you, huh? I hadn't considered that possibility. Now I am terrified. Ah. Yeah, I'm sure you're terrified just as I'm sure. I'm sure that I am terrified about paying this second bill. I definitely can't <laughs> afford it. Oh. <laughs> yeah, I've been there. We all have. That's how we all end up in this game. So who's this uh, This we you're referring to? People in our line of business. Agents of the ten branches of Crown Corporation. Do you have partners? Is this like a multi-man thing? <laughs> Every board member has their own crew. <laughs> there's a high rate of turnover in this line of work, so there's always new faces. If you were told to leave us alone, how come you're here now bothering us with a gun? Because he is not here to kill us or arrest us. He's just here to talk. He is making, like, threats, though. I'm just saying. I can't arrest you for your participation in the great game. And I can't gun you down because I hate you. But if you step out of line, if you... Start something. I am entitled for self-defense. So. I'm too tired to start anything. (laughs) You don't look so good. I take it you're the Luna impersonator? Yeah, that's me. I mean, you're gonna figure it out anyway, so. He reaches across the table and slides your silverware away from you. I hate to give you any ideas or excuses, and I'm sure you would hate for me to (laughs) to be startled by any sudden movements. That would be unfortunate. Well, I mean, like, I wasn't... I didn't plan to, like, fuck up your face. It, I was stronger than I thought. Also, I said it afterwards. No, it's not much, but hey. Whatever you need to tell yourself. I remember when I started, I had to tell myself many different things. To sleep at night after the, what I had to do to provide for my family. To get my place in North Valentine. So what position do you play? Executioner. That's a dope position. <laughs> I've seen your type before. You you fit the role pretty well. <laughs> I don't think so. If you had met somebody else like me, you wouldn't be alive to have this conversation. So, is there a way out of the game? 
Real talk. One way or another, you work for the Crown Corporation, whether you know it or not. This restaurant, who do you think owns it? I don't know. Jeff? <laughs> Look out the window there. You see that bank? Who do you think owns that? A shell corporation owned by some other company that owns every other bank in this town. And they're all owned by Crown. It, it's all one thing at the end of the day. Every mm-hmm. every place has their own. In essence, everyone in the city is playing a part of the game. It's just that what position they play and what their purpose is within the machine of Crown Corp changes depending on what they do. Of course. It's the same anywhere you go. Lorelei has Glitter Gold, Akamoros has Legrand, and we have Crown. That's life. Has anyone who is part of this game ever ascended to the board themselves? Of course, that's the prize. Unseating someone and taking their place? Why else does anyone play the game to get what you don't have? That's freedom to, to earn. Oh, I, I was unaware there was an upside to any of this. This this all just sounded like, don't do this and you die. Don't get it twisted. I'm definitely going to kill you for the first chance. That's I thought that was implied. You can try, yeah. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. <laughs> the parameters of the game seems simple enough to follow. It's interesting how other people manage it in other areas, though. This is the first time I've seen the players be so open to each other about their existence. Sometimes it's easier to pretend you're not a part of the system. It takes some courage to admit how little you actually matter. Not everyone has the bravery. I'd comment on how nice that feels against my thigh there, but <laughs> my, my, sensory cir- my sensory array does not work that way. Uh, he he holsters the gun, which was mostly just for show. And he, uh, he actually like slaps you on the back. And he says, I'm going to look forward to killing you. I think you're probably going to be the best challenge. Your butt's a challenge. <laughs> uh, I'm going to look forward to killing you too, but for different reasons. You're kind of a, you're kind of a disaster, huh? Oh, yeah, that's like my whole scene. See, I'm I'm looking forward to taking you down because when I defeat you, you know what happens when when I defeat someone, they get put in the shady place, which is where I trap your soul forever in a trading card and mockingly hold it in a card binder of evil, where I put all my defeated foes. Good luck with that, geek. <laughs> nah, I'm just gonna shut you in a cupboard. I'll put, I'll put something heavy in front of the door first. Grave stands up and he, he like uh, goes to uh, get ready to leave and he says, make sure you tip well. I have a reputation to maintain around here. Yeah, I'll, I'll, t- I'll, tip, I'll tip what your representation Bob deserves. <laughs> you okay there? Yeah, I can do words. <laughs> okay, well, this ought to be weird. You ought to be weird. He goes towards the door, opens it, stops, turns back, and he says, You didn't answer my question. Which branch are you? Well, your face is branch. To go fuck yourself, branch? I see. Good. <laughs> and he leaves. The joke's on him. I don't even know what branch we're in. <laughs> this suddenly is a lot more familiar than I thought it was going to be. Great. What, like you've done this before? 
I've been aware of stuff like this in other regions before. I just didn't realize I was going to get wrapped up in it like this. So who wants to have the first downtime scene that you guys do before you set off on your second heist? Alright, so I'll just explain that like in between those the, in the previous scene where she's going, uh, Katarina takes a, a stop off at the gym so that when she shows up at this place, she's got like the uh like the wrappings around her fist mm-hmm. that are already like little like bruised, maybe a little bit bloody at some spots, indicating she's been punching something really hard for a while. And that fits, I guess, somewhat thematically to her level up, which is that uh Katarina is taking a new level, but it is not in monk. It is a level in Barbarian. Oh, I, I'm excited for this. <laughs> uh, she's taking a level in Barbarian. Uh, it is not, I guess, perfectly thematically what you imagine the the traditional Barbarian flavor of like a giant shirtless warrior person running at someone with a giant battle axe. But it is similar in the idea of a character who is uh, very much willing to hurl themselves into battle and go 110%, even though there's a tremendous risk to themselves for doing it. And someone who is intending to take a lot of a beating, which is very uh, thematic to something Katarina is planning when it comes to the upcoming wrestling tournament. Uh, with the level in Barbarian, she basically just gets a couple small things, the stuff you get for multi-classing, which is just saving throws, proficiencies, uh, relatively small stuff. What she does get are two rages per day. Uh, and rages are basically, you go into a, a feral rage and... You do extra damage, and at the same time, you take less damage as well. So, you just go hog wild. But the place that she's going to be going to is her friend Reese's place, uh, who also lives in South Valentine, but in a significantly nicer place in South Valentine than hers. All right, so you go to Reese's house. Reese is an elf. Do you want to reveal anything else about this person, or do you just want to let the scene play out? Uh, It's in the character sheet, so I can just reveal it. Yeah, sure. Uh, so Reese is also, in addition to being a wood elf, she's also a rare rat, which is essentially like a werewolf, but with a rat instead of a wolf. That seems somewhat self-explanatory, but now you have the 411 anyway. Uh, <laughs> yes. But she uses medication to essentially treat the uh, fits, I guess you'd call it, that would turn her into a were rat. So it's something that's medically treated. So when the full cheese moon rises. <laughs> mm-hmm. When the moon is at its holiest. Yeah. Uh, so Reese also is a bank teller. That's her profession. So she, um, you said her place is nicer. Do you think she lives in North or is she just in a nice place for South? She lives in a nice place for South. She's an entry level accounting position. So I don't think she has enough to move fully up to the, the nice side of town. But her focus on a legitimate sort of like money making job should be evident from the fact that she lives in a significantly nicer place than where, like, Katarina or most people in South Valentine live. Okay, so I like to imagine the scene. You just get back from the gym, you're all, like, sweaty, and you have, like, bloody wrappings on your hands. You've just uh, basically unlocked your barbarian rage over your frustration with everything happening, and you just walk into her apartment without knocking. Yeah, this is this is a known thing. She's uh, she's basically like Joey from Friends, where she'll just go into your apartment. It's sort of just known. Uh, they probably have like a handshake thing or like some kind of like hand signal they do to let one another like to be like, Hey, I'm here. And then it's immediately boof right towards her fridge. <laughs> yeah. She actually, you open the fridge and there are already pre-made sandwiches because she's yeah. known you long enough to know that you're going to get in there and get messy. So she just tried to make it simpler. Yeah, exactly. There's like three sandwiches already in Katarina's hand by the time she like closes the door and like heads over to a couch. <laughs> so Reese says, 
that bad of a day then? Uh, it wasn't great. Three sandwiches bad is uh, quite bad. Yeah, well, I may have gotten sort of, you know, involved with stuff and things. It's 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 a toll issue. Katerina issue or a whole issue for a regular person? <laughs> I think the former, but I'm not sure. So do I have to play 20 questions or are you going to tell me what's wrong? I, I don't want to say something that would make you like an a, a, accomplice for one of these things. Oh no, I'm going to know all the trade secrets about the power bombs or whatever. It's not that. And there's a lot of very intricate details you know need to know down how to take a power bomb safely. Don't joke <laughs> about that. <laughs> oh, is there a new kind of bomb? Did they invent a new bomb? I am working on the Katarina bomb, but that's different, okay? <laughs> I, I believe you. She, like, sits down on the couch next to you and just, like, puts her feet on you. Just like, <laughs> this is like a mutual disrespect <laughs> friendship kind of thing. No, it's not involved with the wrestling stuff at all. Well, it may unfortunately start to and stuff. I, I don't know much I should say. <laughs> is this a, a money thing? Is this a girlfriend thing? Ah, no, it's not like a person scene thing or anything like that. I guess it is money thing, but I don't know. Y you know, like, you know, the Crown Corporation? My bosses? Yes, I'm aware. <laughs> all right. They own your bank, too. I think technically uh, there's a company that owns our bank that's owned by another bank that Crown owns the majority stocks in. Technically, that's not my department, but like a uh, some subsidiary. Oh, that was so cute. <laughs> Is that not it? Oh, <laughs> you did your best. I really don't feel like I came here to be patronized. Did I get that right? <laughs> you sure did. Oh, look at Katarina with her big words. I'm going to do what Katarina defines as the three-finger push, which is where she just takes the sandwich between three fingers and just forces it down her mouth, like, essentially in one giant gulp, and gives her just a sour look the entire time. <laughs> yeah, like Shaggy and Scooby eating the sandwiches <laughs> the whole thing. Yes. <laughs> you're gonna choke. You know you're gonna choke, right? Then I'm gonna find you here, and you're gonna be rotting on my couch because you tried to eat a rage eat two sandwiches at once and i'm not gonna, i'm not I'm gonna pay for your funeral matter. i'm not I'm too good all right <laughs> you just bury me in the ring i told you already <laughs> there's a it's a health violation i can't bury you in the ring i don't care it's where i should be oh god all right <laughs> something to drink around here what's 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 the deal there no <laughs> I guess I'll just eat these dry-ass sandwiches, then. What's the magic word? Shazam? That is the magic word, yes. <laughs> there are other ones. But then I got it right. I guess. It's not the iced tea word, but... Drink, please. <laughs> All right. She's going to get you a drink. Are you just here to troll your friend, or... Uh, she's here to, to 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 talk about it, but she's, she's in an awkward place where she doesn't want to say anything that would be too far and get her friend caught up into this, essentially. Reese comes back from the kitchen and holds an iced tea out just outside of your reach and says, here are the rules. If you're going to be sad on my couch, you have to tell me why. And then you get tea. If not, you can go be sad at your house and I'll drink all of this iced tea myself. And I, I'll feel amazing about it. I could just beat you up and take the iced tea too. Is that. I could stomp on your foot and then you drop the iced tea and then I drink it. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I guess that's the kind of friendship we have now. <laughs> 
Yeah, it's like a joke thing. She's she's not serious. She's not gonna like legitimately beat up her friend. <laughs> All right, cat, you wanted to beat me up, and then two days later, I'll I'll stop taking my medication and I'll sneak through your window, and then I'll bite your entire tit off, and then who will win? Ooh, this is escalating a bit. <laughs> you got, yeah, you got heated. Look, I just I don't know. I I got involved with some Crown Corporation stuff, and I might need to try to find Nucky stuff like that. You know. Oh, okay. Sorry, I was flippant. I didn't realize it was a family thing. You're what now? Do you need help? I mean, I need to find him, but nah, I mean, otherwise, I think I got everything under control for now. I mean, it sounds like you don't have literally anything under control, Cat. <laughs> ah, you gotta, you gotta have faith. I'm the Captain Caverina Krakenbane, after all. I've conquered every challenge the sea has to offer. You think South Valentine's going to throw something at me I can't take? Nah. I don't think Cat Brooks is quite up to the task of finding a low life in this city all by yourself while you also have to train and do whatever you, else it is you do with your hoodlum friends. Well, what would you do? Are you going to go out into the city and just start banging on doors looking for a person you've never met before? Uh, they're called bank records, and I have access to all of them. Wait, are you suggesting you would do something against the rules for my benefit? It's not necessarily against the rules. If you have, uh, if I have reasonable cause to believe that he's been engaging in criminal activity, that's probable cause for a cursory glance over his files. That sounds like an excuse. I am so proud of the bad influence <laughs> I'm being on you right now. Yeah, if you could do that, that'd be great. All the sandwiches in this house are going to be chock-a-block with horseradish for the next month, and then you'll know you know why. Don't come crying to me, all right? You know why. You know what you did. Joke's on you. I like horseradish. <laughs> all right, so that's a good lead on tracking down a fence for the stolen computers. Uh, Nucky, if anyone does not remember, is the criminal who raised you and then abandoned you and is... Mm missing without a trace at this point so it's a good start also you and your friend reese have a very combative friendship which i'm kind <laughs> of into i didn't know where that was gonna go when we start me and chris literally never talked about doing anything with that scene and it just kind of went it did how it did that's how it works yeah that's the excited thing about this show is i love that we never know where it's going and i'm always surprised and delighted like uh as i mentioned off mic i think beatrice beauregard was not supposed to show up until like three arcs in when you guys figured out that the game was going um but because frank demanded assistance from Skell, uh he showed up three episodes in and now you guys are kind of ahead of the curve on knowledge which is pretty cool <laughs> the joys of collaborative storytelling where we can just derail all of your your plans and then we get new stories hooray the secret is there are no plans <laughs> <laughs> just outlines <laughs> so the rest of you leveled up too what are you guys up to frank frank is doing all right um I'm going to go a little less like straightforward and I'm going to talk about what Frank got in his level up via story because I can think of a way to do that. So for Frank's downtime scene, he's going to go and spend some time at like a local holodeck tournament, like no nothing big but just like he wants to go get some cards. Like he's 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 enjoying being back in the game a little bit, getting back to doing stuff, getting back to doing stuff, and he's, you know, wants to see if he's still got it in him. 
So the way he's going to deal with getting his level up is because he's a wizard and he has his deck of cards that he can add to, he's going to go and buy some booster packs with which to get some new spell cards. All right, I love it. So you're at the uh, the tournament venue, which is like a kind of rink-a-dink uh, local game store in <laughs> Southbound Time. You're, you're, you are at a level where people who recognize you kind of crowd around you. You actually have a uh, entertainer feat, which lets you kind of leverage your reputation. So like you showing up at the store is kind of a big deal. It's like a, so you're like opening packs and there's like three nerds looking over your shoulder. I like this scene. Yeah, I think I think this is like, even if he's not really in his heyday anymore, like he, he likes the attention he's getting still. So, you know, he's going through a couple of booster packs, not really getting anything too special, but there are a couple of things that stand out and are probably going to get added to his deck, which is he now has the cantrip Toll the Dead, which is a fun one. Uh, Twinsies. Hee hee hee. You can point at a creature and basically make them hear terrible bells like the end is coming and uh it does it does 1d8 damage necrotic damage normally if the target's already taken some damage if they're missing some hit points it does 1d12 of necrotic damage instead so it's the oh you've been injured oh, the bells toll for you that just hurts their head quite a lot <laughs> um I definitely think that card is called For Whom the Bell Tolls. For Whom the Bell Tolls, it tolls for you, nerd. My favorite Metallica song. <laughs> uh, he's also got two new level two spells, because the whole deal with the wizard is that they get two new spells uh, up to that can be anything up to their max slot level they currently have every time they level up. He now has the spells Spider Climb, which allows him to climb on walls and ceilings and basically just Spider-Man his way around around surfaces. And he also has Suggestion, where if the subject fails a wisdom saving throw, I believe it is, he can make a suggestion to them that's like reasonably worded. You can't just tell someone to stab themselves and they'll be like, yeah, sure. But like, maybe say to them, you know, you're really tired, aren't you? If you really, you know, it'd be so easy. You could just go go have a nap. And like that, 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 no one would know, would they? And as long as it's a reasonable sounding suggestion and they fail the check, they will go and do that thing. Nice. So uh, you're opening these packs. You got these new cards. You think you're going to pop those into your deck, aka Wizard Spellbook. That's a pretty cool level up. Um, but while these people are watching you open the packs and they're kind of like talking amongst themselves, like, oh, that's a good one. Like, oh, uh, I haven't seen that one before. A kind of hush falls over them and the game store is eerily quiet. Uh, Frank's going to look around and try and see what has like, what has happened in this room that's made him not the focus, the, the center of attention right now. What has happened is someone else has walked in, someone you recognize immediately and who I have an icon for that I'm going to put in the roll 20 now. <laughs> okay this is a male medusa i know in greek mythology medusa is the name of the person and gorgon is the species that's not how it works in D, &D. Mm -hmm. gorgons are something else uh, medusa, <laughs> medusa is the species this is a male medusa snakes for hair uh does not turn you to stone upon looking at you because like reese and the were rat uh there are medications you can take for that now in this future and this person who you know their name is algernon sharp uh is dressed like a 
pickup artist, basically. Like they're trying to be flashy. The the term for it in the scene is peacocking, basically to look <laughs> uh, extravagant and have like a lot of like unnecessary jewelry and flourish to draw attention to themselves. Be the flashiest looking person so that like everyone will want to, uh, won't be able to help noticing you. Yeah, it's obnoxious aggressively and on purpose. And this person walks in and everyone goes quiet. Uh, because this person is another well-known holodeck player who particularly delights in whooping Frank at every opportunity. <laughs> is is this like the Yugi to my Kaiba? Like I, th- my rival that I can just <laughs> never quite beat. Absolutely, of course. <laughs> oh my, oh my goodness! I okay. Th- this moment has totally justified everything about Frank. I'm so happy. <laughs> So Algernon Sharp uh, locks eyes with you, Frank, and says, Cuck Westerly, what are you doing here? Excuse me? How dare you? <laughs> I said I was gonna up my villain game. Y'all didn't believe I mean, me. I mean I mean like I mean I, I I get it. I get it. It's great. Just, just. So you've had time to prepare this. What what was his name again? Algernon or Sharp. Algernon Sharp. Offer him some flowers. Alger gonna lose <laughs> you again. <laughs> that was really clever the first four times, Frank, but gotten a little stale, gotta be honest. Well, at least it's not as stale as your sense of fashion. Oh. <laughs> Big talk coming from someone who doesn't know how, which way to put their socks on. We got the left one inside out there, bro. Hey, hey, you've, you've got your method of, of drawing attention and peacocking. This is mine. You noticed, it's only a sock and you noticed it. I've got to be doing something right getting your attention. <laughs> <laughs> what do you got there? What uh, what's, uh, what kind of deck are you rocking? Oh, uh, you know, the kind that's going to kick your ass. Yeah, with a, what, turn 18 mil combo? My, my mil combos get up to at least four. 56. I'm, I'm not sure how many cards are in a holo deck game now, but I, we've now established on the show it's more than 56 cards in a deck. <laughs> that's re- that's really cute. I'll, uh, I could probably beat you, what, 14, 14 times in the time it would take you to mill me out once? Because I'm playing an actual aggro strategy? Uh, and at this point, Frank's just going to stand up on the table and put his cards into the, ho- like the, the, the dual disc equivalent and just be like, Right, you ready for this? Because I am, oh, I'm raring up today. It's been, it has been a day. I've got the adrenaline going. <laughs> All right, it's on like me on your mom. Oh, at least I've still got one. <laughs> <laughs> okay. <laughs> All right, so the way Deck is going to work in the rules is that we are going to have a wizard battle as if it was combat to the death. But we're going to uh, use uh, temporary hit points, which are just game mechanics and not our actual lives on the line so let's roll initiative oh heck 10 12 all right frank you go first everyone's gathered around this is like a big deal now all the people have pulled up chairs you and algernon are gonna have a, a hollow deck duel in the middle of this game shop oh frank frank is pulling out all the stops entertainment wise right now like he's not just like you know pulling a card out the deck and it's in his hand he's like doing the overdramatic draw where you draw fully extend your arm it's like the card is pointing away from you you flip it around so only you can see it like he's he's doing all the dramatic shit to really build up the tension here um 
And with his first move, he is going to... Uh, he's going to start by throwing out Toll the Dead. I have to make a charisma saving throw? Uh, wisdom saving throw. You've got to make... 18. Spell save DC, that's 13. Uh, does not does not get you then. Nope. Uh, <laughs> Algernon laughs and says, mm, Okay, let's see. Tur- <laughs> turn one, do nothing, dirtle enchantment. Nice. Uh, well, see if you can do anything, you... you- Stupid. Ugh. Wow. Personal tax. Nice. Real classy, Frank. Well, that's more classy than your uh, over-the-top garish outfit. It's really hurting my eyes. Gotta go put some sunglasses on or something. <laughs> Alright, so he's going to use uh, the equivalent of Eldritch Blast, which is going to be reflavored to be, how about, Cyber Cannon. <laughs> 19. Uh, that's against my AC. Yep. Is 13. All right, so you're going to take three damage as he blasts you. He says, see, this is how you actually play the game, Frank. You have to do damage. (laughs) Uh, Right, so Frank is going to summon a three-headed purple dragon once again. This is your sort of evolved evolved form of our one from last time. Uh, And this dragon is just going to gear up fire from all its heads and cast Firebolt. So this is the evolved form of YOLO the dragon? Yeah, this is YOLO LOLO. You only live once, live once, live once. (laughs) Eleven. Nope, misses. Ah, well, that is unfortunate. (laughs) Lol fail, he says in character. (laughs) Out loud like a normal person. Um, He he says, I'm not even going to bother even ramping into this. It's just going to be cyber cannons from here on out. 15? Uh, that hits. <laughs> 7 damage. Um, I'm going to try and respond with another f- with another firebolt. 17. That hits. 4 damage. He says, aw, baby's first burn spell. Where'd you get that? One of the starter decks for children? I got it, got it from your g- g- mom. <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> it's a very mom-centric verbal showdown we're having. I, I got a lot to work out in my head today, it seems. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> Algernon says, Alright, I'll show you how to do a burn spell, Dorcas. And he's going to play Flaming Sphere is the name of the, D- the D&D spell. But the card flavor is Tactical Drone Strike. Uh, make a dexterity saving throw. Okay, right. What's my dexterity? I'm actually kind of dexterous. Plus three on dex. Fourteen. Nope, fails. Take seven more damage. Uh, I am out of life points. <laughs> yep, Algernon tactically nukes you and just goes, does the anime like <laughs> flourishes his uh, wardrobe as he spins around and the dual disc flips up as he closes it and he just says, Pathetic. Look, it's not my fault you you came and started a duel with me while I was in the middle of putting a new deck together. I didn't even had a chance to tech balance it yet. It's not, you know. A real duelist always has at least two decks on hand, Frank. Nah, a real duelist, uh, you know, isn't a fucking arsehole. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, kids. Apparently that's untrue, as our duel just showed. <laughs> Oh, you, you admitted to be an asshole. Let's just run out. <laughs> Got uh, him. So uh, Algernon walks over to the uh, the cash register and just uh, 
sighs and like rolls his eyes at what just happened and just says, I'll take two boxes. And just uh, the cashier like rings him up and it's like more money than you make in a year to buy two full boxes of these cards of booster packs. Um, And he just like puts it in a plastic bag and like walks out just doing the thing where he's like not looking at you, but like aggressively not looking at you. Frank is going to look to everyone and go, see, this is what is called building up dramatic tension. Got to have someone have his arrival, you see. Got to let him have his moment where he's all, I'm so fancy. And then it makes all the more difference when I go and kick his ass in the season finale, you know. Algernon turns and says, actually, this is what's called being good at cards. Frank's, I think Frank's trying to keep up appearances here. Like he's, he's trying to keep up the sort of just like joke, joking about this because that's kind of really the only way you can save any kind of face in this situation. I think I think the thing for Frank right now is that like there are two things probably waging back and forth, which well, we'll see what happens with them is like right now Frank just wants to go and buy a bunch of cards once those those uh, laptops are fenced so that he can, you know, kick this guy's ass and wipe the smug look off his face. <laughs> but that's also kind of what got him into financial trouble and like ruined his whole family situation. So he's like, I shouldn't do that, but I could kick his ass. And I think Algernon knows that and deliberately provokes you by like playing decks that the counter to them is expensive. Mm. To, to basically goad you into having to spend more to keep up with him, right? So it's it's at some points, it's like he goes out of his way to make your life harder. I get the impression that he's like, anytime that Frank has put a deck together, he's he's just gone like, right, I have the money right now to just, I'll just build a counter to what I know you're running, because then you're going to have to build a new deck if you want to get around it. Even if it's not strong against the rest of the meta, he, he you are Algernon's meta. Yes, he's he's not gonna he's not gonna come first in tournaments with it, but he's gonna beat me in tournaments with it. He doesn't need to come first in tournament because he has a he has a North Valentine family. Indeed, like as as long as he's kicking kicking Frank's ass, like he's he's getting what he wants out of this. Yep. Is there anything else you want to do during your downtime? You got some cool new spells, and you met your rival. I, I think the only thing left to do is Frank is going to like find a quiet spot. May, maybe it's elsewhere outside of the tournament setting. But he's going to like just lay out all of his cards now. Just every single card is out. And he's like, right, I'm going to kick that guy's ass. <laughs> nice. In, in kicks the, the, the terrible, cheesy rock montage about how he can do better and how he will one day achieve his dreams and be the protagonist of the anime he needs to be. I watched far too many episodes of Yu-Gi-Oh! this last week, more than is advisable to admit to. Can, can I tell you, like, my favorite, like, one anecdote about season one of Yu-Gi-Oh! while we're here? Please. Um, Please, God. So, towards the end of, of season one of Yu-Gi-Oh!, uh, there's this whole battle where two people who are very close friends are forced to fight each other, and only one of them can continue in the tournament. And there is there is a wonderful song that goes behind it that has the line, We were closer than brothers, but now we have to fight each other. Just just very angrily sung over terrible rock music, and it's my favorite thing. <laughs> yeah, there's an amazing song during the part where Kaiba is like breaking into his own place to like <laughs> do hacking, and it's just like, I'm on the run, I have to stop the evil guy. <laughs> it's like it's fucking amazing. <laughs> God, that show. That show is is the best. <laughs> uh we have two more people who leveled up, so what are they up to? 
The way Ed's uh, level up works is pretty straightforward. He reached his third level in Sorcerer, which gives him a new spell, aside from the origin stuff. So he has uh, Darkness as his new spell that he picked up, which creates a zone of magical darkness that pretty much blocks any vision through it or inside of it. And then he also gets Meta Magic as a third level Sorcerer. And the meta magic that he picks up is Subtle Spell and Extended Spell. The former allows him to cast a spell, expand a sorcery point, and, and have no verbal or somatic components with the spell. And Extended Spell allows him to extend to double the length of a spell of at least one minute in duration, up to 24 hours in terms of... So if a spell is 12 hours, he can make it 24 hours, but he can't make a 24-hour spell longer than that and those are the main benefits of his level um in terms of how he spends his downtime uh more likely than not uh he will head to his home slash his date one of his day job locations which is the quarter round which is the uh, bar arcade that was mentioned in episode one mm-hmm. and the owner of this place uh Kundi, mm-hmm. the kobold kobolds are a very like skinny uh, draconic humanoids they're similar to dragonborn uh but they're most notable for being uh extraordinarily fragile uh and kind of crafty is like their mm-hmm. their their characterization in D. they're they're yep. they're basically like the weakest trash mob you can fight but here he's just a a skinny little lizard man um mm-hmm. who owns this barcade and you like walk in the front door and he's just, like you know emptying out the machines or actually would they even use real quarters i feel like it's it's like all digital future so he just has an app (laughs) yeah i mean like yeah they're 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 set up to run on a credit-based system um in terms of the inner look of the arcade it's predominantly older machines that are like at least five years older they're not the newest machines it's like if you've ever been to a barcade that's not like focused on the newest machines that's the kind of that's kind of the tier that it's at. So, so yeah, he's there. He's uh, you know, cl- closing up for the night. Uh, what are you up to? Ed, Ed's going to approach uh, Kundi and basically just say, "So I have some, I have some good news and some bad news for you, Kundi. The good news is, I might have a way to deal with the uh, the lease. The downside is, I might have gotten myself." wrapped up in a in a in a bit of a game and I wasn't expecting to a g- 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 game like gambling no 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 it's when you found me you mentioned how I looked like I was I was caught up into some rough business and I might be caught up in the same type of business again rough business is the only kind that pays that well yeah I just want to let you know that if anything starts to happen and I start to be exposed, I'll make sure to find a way to move myself out of here so that there isn't any collateral damage. I I guess I appreciate you telling me, <laughs> although it does feel like I'm, I should be obligated to try to talk you out of it, putting your neck on the line for me in this place. Well, if it weren't for you, I wouldn't be operational in the first place and as soon as i heard that this place might get closed up i was trying to think of anything i could do to help and well it's sort of 
drawn me into this place I'm in. But, you know, what's important for here is that this place stays operational. You know, it means a lot to the locals, to the kids and such. So it's, it's not a problem. Are you asking for my permission or is this something you're going to do no matter what? <laughs> At this point, I'm already too far in. In, the, in such a way where there's only one way out, at least for the time being. And it would involve me being in the, in the bottom of another dumpster <laughs> in scraps. Is that how you're going to live your life then? Just dumpster to dumpster? Like I said, if anything happens, I'll move on out. If something happens and I don't come back, all I can ask for is uh, just to take care of Marty for me. Listen, I've been in this g g game for a while and I only know one thing for sure. And that's that you can only get away with it for so long. I know. I know. I just hope that by the time I'm exposed, it's a point where I can remove myself from here in a clean manner and your hands are clean of it. Sometimes I wonder how things would be if I hadn't pulled you out of that dumpster. I'm glad I did, though. You're a pain in the ass, but you're our pain in the ass, Ed. Thanks. Need any help closing up tonight? No, didn't have enough customers to make a mess. <sighs> a bit of that old good news, bad news, I guess. You gotta do some more theme nights around here, you know? People are into that. Maybe have a pub quiz or something like that pub quiz that'll just attract nerds we don't need nerds we need rich people with money we should have theme night give me your money should introduce loot boxes <laughs> <laughs> yeah if i find some other ways to help out i'll do what i can all i can promise is i'll make sure that whatever happens in terms of getting money here is that it's clean before it arrives so that nothing gets traced he just kind of like shakes his head sadly because he knows that he should talk you out of it, but you're not open to that. And it's just like a lot emotionally. Thank you again for for helping me way back then. You can't change what you are. I fix machines. You get into rough business. <laughs> well, what time do you want me to open up tomorrow? Same time as every day. Way too early. <laughs> All right. Well... I'll head up to my room then. Tell Marty he's dumb and an idiot and very cute. I'll be sure to do so. And then he will proceed to head on upstairs into the, it's like, it's a at least a studio apartment size, but it's sort of a studio apartment that's partially storage and partially apartment. Yeah. That, that Ed lives in. It's one of those things where like the equipment he has set up in there for the work he does is uh, actually kind of nice. Mm -hmm. but it's benefited by the fact that he doesn't need a kitchen or a bed <laughs> yeah. or a bathroom for himself. And any space that is not set up for him and his, and his equipment is basically set up for his pet cat, Marty, to be comfortable in. Oh, boy. Do I get to voice the cat? <laughs> no. No, you don't have to. Oh, I wanted to, though. <laughs> Ed will go to his computer he has set up. And Marty will likely just jump up on his lap as soon as Ed is sat down. Best way to describe this is that 
one of the benefits in his background is he had it as a criminal is that he has a criminal contact. And when I wrote my when I filled out my character sheet, I put down fence as his criminal contact. So for your backstory is shrouded in mystery. You were found in a dumpster and repaired. Yes. There's a lot of stuff that isn't clear about that. Mm-hmm. How much memory do you have of your time before waking up in that dumpster? The the thing about Ed's memories is that there's a lot of parts that are kind of shuffled and sort of obscured. So there's a lot of details that are missing, but there are particular names that he remembers. Um, but for some reason, if someone were to try to read his memory as if like reading from a machine, um, it would not come up cleanly. It would just, it wouldn't, uh, it would it would be garbled or at least redacted in some way for some reason. All right. So you're going to send a message to someone from your past who your memories about are clouded and there will be consequences for that right now. You don't get a message back. So that's going to be part of the ongoing fence side quest, basically. <laughs> And the message is basically just an inquiry into um, whether or not they are able to handle the processing of several sensitive computers for liquidation. And then it's going to be signed with just um, the letters T-I as just the the name as it's being sent off because Ed is not going to use his name in the actual signature for the email. So you, instead, you decided to use the initials of T.I. Musician. What? <laughs> That's it's a it's a real person. There's a he's a he's a Atlanta rapper. T.I. If you want to know where that comes from, that's the last two letters of Marty's name. So that's that's where it comes from in this case. Okay. Uh, yeah, and I like the idea that your uh, criminal uh, missive is secretly a coded cat message. <laughs> it's like you're doing kind of like mine. Uh, basically, Ed sort of thing is basically he's going to feel out the response and if it feels like it's not interested then he won't pursue it any further but that's just sort of his attempt to kind of feel out something from there because it's someone that he never personally worked with but he's heard the name of repeatedly so all right so you said that message you don't get a response right now but there will be consequences uh, as we go forward with that, mm-hmm. there's kind of the heists, which are the big uh, showstopper critical path missions. And then there's this uh, fence side quest. There will be other ones along the way. I think uh, Frank overcoming Algernon is definitely up there. Uh, we have other stuff going on. There's a lot of things going on. Um, is there anything else you want to do? You have a cat on you. I mean, other than that, once that's done, it's just going to focus on just, you know, giving Marty attention until... Marty is content enough to go back to sleep. I know you want to roll animal handling to pet the cat. Oh, jeez. Really? <laughs> we're do- we're going to do this? Why not? What's the worst that could happen? Well, I mean, do I get any sort of advantage for this being his specific pet cat? It's a cat. They cannot be predicted. They, can- <laughs> they cannot be outthought. They cannot be outwitted. Uh, 19. All right. You get those good purrs, those deep bees inside there. You guys know cats are full of bees, right? Yeah. Okay. Ed will say, you know, well, I'm sorry I'm putting myself in danger there, Marty, but I'll make sure I do what I can to keep you out of it. Um, and then after then after he's asleep, Ed will probably just go check his check messages and such to see if there's any contract gigs for little music stuff to do on the side. And that's what he'll do to finish off. 
yeah, the last shot is like your room it's night outside the window your your inbound messages folder is at zero and you see outside the window it's getting like later and then it starts the sun starts coming up as like dawn breaks and there's still zero messages as you're waiting to hear back about your criminal contact from your past and then it's time to open the shop and you haven't got a message back Mm -hmm. so from one cat to another last level up scene hello hello how's the cat so Lenora's still like feeling really shitty. Uh, so she's gonna go over to her friend. Well, before I say what I'm gonna do, I'll go ahead and explain what I got for my level up. Mm-hmm. So level four for warlocks doesn't get like a lot. Um, one thing I usually don't bring up, but I kind of want to note because I think it's fun, like story wise, is like uh, I put my ability score improvements one in strength. So instead of a negative two, I now have a negative one. In intelligence, I have a plus three instead of a plus two. And I like to think it's like, that was that fucking Bradley Cooper movie, like Limitless or whatever. <laughs> I've never actually seen, but like I do the drugs and because I did like the crazy drugs, I just got a little, little bit better. So you became slightly stronger and slightly smarter instead of putting it into your spellcasting stat, which is what normally people would do. Yeah, because I don't know. It's, I, I like to live on the edge. I mean, you're shoring up your weaknesses because right now you only have one stat that isn't right. great. Good. Yeah. <laughs> And then I get one spell and one cantrip. So the cantrip I took is Frostbite. And what that does is I hit a target within 60 feet. They have to make a constitution saving throw. And on a failed save, they take 1d6 cold damage. And they have disadvantage on their next weapon attack roll. Frosty. Which is fun. And then for my spell, I took a level 2 spell. I took Misty Step, which is I teleport. Yep. So what Lenora does... In her downtime, is she goes to hang out with her her good Judy, uh, Rosen. <laughs> okay, you're very slang heavy this episode. Her good Judy. That's just how I talk. Uh huh. So I go over to Rosen's house, who is a fire newt. Yeah. Who gave me drugs? They sure did. Yeah, Rosen is a fire newt, which is like a bright orange reddish, lithe kind of a uh, reptilian person. They can shoot fire. Um. <laughs> Rosen's um door lock is broken. I'm just gonna like push the door open and be like, "Hello, ah. darling, is that you?" <laughs> you walk into Rosen's bedroom and they're like hanging halfway off the bed so that their legs are up on the bed and their torsos on the ground, and they're like, "I can't feel my legs are asleep." I'm going to take their legs and put them up on the bed so they can get better. No, their legs are already on the bed. Their bodies, because they're upside down. I don't know. I'm just going to poke their legs. Bitch. No. Well, I'm trying to help. I need brunch. Um, I have, like, I, okay. Let's go get brunch. Or do you have food? You never have food. Let's see. I have uppers and I have whiskey. Is that food? Whiskey's gross and it makes me vomit. But I'll take your uppers. <laughs> okay, so you can take any drugs Rosen has right now, and none of them are going to help with the way you feel, which is extraordinarily bad. Let's do it. Um, <laughs> Rosen says, do you have any other uh, glasses? I need some. Yeah, I'm just going to pull a pair out of my bag. There's like 10 in there. Um, so where do you guys go? Um, Somewhere cheap. Yeah? Like a, like a, like a little like mall kiosk or some shit okay you guys get you guys get mall panda express for brunch yep 
Um, and, and Rosen is just drinking it from a whiskey bottle as you guys eat orange chicken. I love this. So, like, that stuff you gave me the other day was, like, really good, but also I'm dying? <laughs> yeah, it does that. Does, uh, like, uh, is there anything that helps? Like, what makes this stop? More? Oh, it's always more. It ain't it always. Yeah. Well, I mean, I don't know. Maybe, like, I'm assuming you have, like, a hookup or whatever. Uh, I can probably get my hands on some. It's really expensive. Well, I... <laughs> Your girl might be coming into some money soon. Oh, shit. Sugar daddy. Like, a lot of it. Oh, yeah. I'll be, I'll be your sugar mama, and we're gonna go shopping. Um, and we're gonna go on a bender. Sugar. 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 Yeah. Yeah, exactly. I'm really ready. But also, if I disappear, it may be because <laughs> I'm involved in crime. So Ex- hold back the bus up. What? I don't. What? I didn't say anything. Yeah. What is going on with you? What are you up to? I'm up to crime because it's cool, right? Bitch, everyone's up to crime. What are you up to specifically? <laughs> well, I'm I'm part of a group of people who does crimes and then makes money off of it. All right, I'm in. What are we doing crime? Well, I don't know if I can bring you in. Cause That's racist and you know it. No, I just don't think they'd be a... Pr- they, they already don't want to do it. I don't think they want like other people. So the long-term effect of this scene is that Rosen is going to get you more knocks. That's going to take a bit, but that is in motion. The short-term effect is that Rosen sets the chicken on fire and eats it while maintaining eye contact with another family in the food court. <laughs> so what are you guys going to do after you get kicked out of there? And then I think we go back to Rosen's place and just chill. Okay, so you're just going to hang out and you're just going to feel like death? Yeah, I'm going to try to hydrate, mm-hmm. smoke a lot of weed, see if that helps. Do you prefer weed to catnip? That's the question. She like rolls spliffs but instead of tobacco it's catnip so it's catnip and weed so they're both good just in different ways yeah so you guys are in rosen's house just smoking out and just talking being yourselves and there is a a scratching at the door Uh uh-oh is there a peephole can i peep (laughs) sure there is there's a bear outside oh shit yeah okay i'm gonna open the door and hug that bear all right, so you open the door, and a, it's a brown bear. It's, like, genetically modified, uh, obviously, to be a reasonable size that can fit through doors and such. But it's still pretty big, and you just run out and hug it. Um, it is very fluffy and soft. And Rosen's like, girl, what the fuck? <laughs> We're friends. It's cool. This this bear is, like, a really cool bear. Uh, a bird goes, oh, yeah, you're right, buddy. Uh, um, and you see tucked into its collar, it's wearing like a chain collar, there is a note. Okay, what does that note say? It says, nine o'clock tonight, Beauregard Textiles. Oh, shit. Do I send the bear back? I don't know what to do with this bear. I don't know, what do you do with the bear? It just it just looks at you. Hey, bird, if you don't have to go home, we can hang out. But if you have to go home, go home. I don't want to get killed. <laughs> It just makes bear noises at you and it starts to walk away. Bye.
Yeah, yeah. You right, you right. It turns the corner and just is gone. Okay. Hey, hey, Rosen. Yeah, what's up? I can hang for a little bit, but I gotta be gone by like 8.30. I got a meeting. I just found some chips. I'll help you with the chips until I have to go. Okay. Um. So the team, which doesn't have a name, I'm now realizing. It's something to think about. Uh, gathers at Beauregard Textiles, which is a huge manufacturing uh, plant and corporate office for Beatrice Beauregard. Natch. Uh, she is the head of the fashion department. Fashion, cosmetics, Things of that nature. It's a big department that owns a lot of businesses, which own a lot of businesses and so forth. Um, and she has invited you to a meeting here. So you guys are like waved in the front. Um, you, you have to take the subway up to North Val and then you have to like walk. She doesn't send you a car or anything. Um, and you guys get in through. It's it's an enormous like it's basically Willy Wonka's factory. That's that's the long and short of what's happening here is you guys are brought into Willy Wonka's fashion factory. <laughs> and um, <laughs> you guys go up to. After like a long walk, you have to go like through a number of rooms and like up a bunch of stairs and through a security check. It's like a huge sprawling. It might as well be like a castle for all that's going on here. You guys get to Beatrice Beauregard's office and she is sitting at a desk. Uh, she has her feet propped up on Bird, like a like a basically like an ottoman when you guys walk in. But when Bird sees Lenora, because you crit on your friendship with the bear it runs over to see you and his feet kind of fall off because he's like propped up looking cool on the bear and then to kind of ruin the vibe when the when the bear ran off but the bear comes bounding over to you lenora gotta hug the bear all right you hug the bear this bear is like really excellent <laughs> it's a high quality bear so Bo is sitting at his desk and sees you all coming in. I actually realized after i was editing the last episode that it was just marlena datrick's birthday and that's another very good touchstone, if you guys are aware. It's like an, uh, the kind of a classic actress who did a lot of like drag work. Oh, yeah. And she was like, mm -hmm. I mean, I don't know how known it was then, but she was a bisexual and like she was super anti-Nazi. She was super cool. Yeah, she's dope as fuck. That's also another like low key influence here. So Bo sees you guys come in and is ready to debrief you on this mission because you guys have expressed multiple times that one of the weaknesses of your first heist was planning. And now we have a planning stage where those kind of things can be smoothed over because you have someone at your disposal who knows a lot of stuff. So uh, I take it all of your affairs are in order? Um, unless you have got some really good trading cards stashed in that desk, I'm as ready as I'm going to be. So where do I send your body if you die? I believe recycling will work fine for me. I will give you the address of a guy who plays trading card games. Leave me on his doorstep. It'll at least freak him out. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Your mom's house. Well, quite a mouth on you, young lady. <laughs> oh, I'm sorry. I'm like really high. This is a lot. So uh, what's the plan? I guess plan. Beatrice says, so I do have a plan for you, as it were. However, I have a feeling you're not going to like it. My plan is simple, efficient, to the point, and foolproof. However, it will require you to risk, if not totally obliterate, your entire career. 
Katarina Brooks. Fuck! excited to read credits i love reading the credits it's my all-time favorite pastime even more than petting cats no well then you lied you just lied to all the listeners well i forgot about petting cats i guess always be petting they're so soft bellies and they attack it's a weird thing it is i have a lot of music credits this month because we have a wrestling arc and entrance music is a necessary element so i'm going to do this right now we have our normal intro music new jack mantle an arrangement of the mantle from nights into dreams we have music of funk an arrangement of stage one gotham city from batman we have linear groove an arrangement of a type and b type from tetris as well as and here we go Geofractura, an arrangement of Fracture Zone from Echo the Dolphin. <laughs> Spaghetti Cowboy, an arrangement of Stage 1 background music from Gunsmoke. The Clock Tower, an arrangement of Interruption from Luigi's Mansion, Dark Moon. Fa- <laughs> Funky Bukas, an arrangement of Bazaar <laughs> from Earthbound. And Madcap Magma, an arrangement of Hothead Bop from Donkey Kong Country 2. You named them all. I did that. Now it's your turn to name some stuff. Okay. Here are the producers. That's what they do, right? That's what it is. Yeah, executive producers for the month of January 2018 are... Oh, God, it's a new year. Oops. We just continue moving forward. Inexorable. Uh, (laughs) Okay, I'm going to start reading names. Are we going back and forth? Mm Mm-hmm. Okay. Ex Deliris. (laughs) Kerstin Haslinger. Joseph Tombrello. Jade. Brent. The Cult of Orphanax. Paul Mullen. Dr. Goatman. Toshiro Kuro. Andrew Grothen. Levi the Young. Kevin Dobbins. Anthony Sever. Morgan Rapp. Madison Lilith McKenzie. Notorious Stoltz. Victoria Melito. Scotty Vilhard. Aline. Brickfire. Marble Toast. Criterion. Wren. Einar Johansson. Carter Rayner. Major Tim. Matthew B. Hare. Jorgen Indie Monster Winwick Ford. <laughs> Josie G. Gazay. Razumi Yazura. Albert West. Jason. Ken Firstel. Eleanor No Nante Sees Periton. Scott Cummings. <laughs> that was a pause you did there. <laughs> Starlight Glimmer did nothing wrong. Jew Manjack. Mel Tish. Arjun DeKonig. Grimlock. John Potts. Dawson Parr. Noah Sudret. Ziphosaurus. Elderly Goose. Salad Child. Seraph Stone. Thorsten Gross. Devin Smith. Caster UK. Aki Savalinen. The Paladin's Wife. Florian H. Amanda Linetti. Junk 2.0. Rebecca Hadsel. Dominic Bowden. Melissa Nielsen. Don. Eugene T. 
Connor Reynolds, Brett Holcomb, Artemis BJJ, Brazilian Jiu Jitsu in Bristol. Gosh. <laughs> Francois V. Shanus, Dennis Pancake Detlefson, Miko Kiriokongus, Dennis Bankston, Josh Moger, Moger, I tried, <laughs> Indigo Van Dane, Allison Ansel, Sydney Marzing, Just a Jester, Savard Nakrasimova, Brady Warner, Kitty Foe, James Neely, Marissa Donaldson, M. Joe, Lana Seawolf, Toby Gleason Stack, Matthew Weber, Sarah Hanley, Melissa Booker, Cameron Abbas, Dylan, Anna Stolfar, Sean, the host of Funk Dunk Plays, Harrison Andrew, Kevin Sidlow, Christopher Charlau, Jorit, Vigar Arnston, Cody Jackson, August Rue, Luke Powers, Hedron Master, Irwin Leila Godek. You tried. Aw. I was pretty good. Michael Hall, Ingmar Gremmen. Oh, a big list. A big list this month. Thankfully, blessed. Thanks, my dudes. Prayer hand emoji. We also have to thank uh, Johnny Maloney. Oh, for his special guest poetry slam. His <laughs> yes, uh, all rights reserved for all his good poetry and work. Um, thank you, Johnny. Uh, I would have as many players as possible on the show if it were feasible. We can't add anymore, but we do love Johnny, so we try to get him involved. I think it worked out pretty well. Yeah, if we had any more, I think you would literally die. What else do we say during this part? Uh, Podbean, iTunes, Google Play, YouTube. <coughs> a sneeze. A sneeze, yeah. So uh, subscribing and commenting and rating, and doing sneezing. all those things. Sneezing. You gotta sneeze. Just let it out. Patreon for you and Chris. Weekly manga recap and Austin Yorski. I know things. You do know things. And of course, Laura is at kotaku.co.uk. I don't know why I can't pronounce that word. Kotaku? Kotaku? Yeah. You do have a hard time. Or she's Laura K. Buzz. Everywhere. 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 And Skitch is Michael Skitchiano. And what's his bandcamp? Is skitch.bandcamp.com, is it not? I believe so. It'd be embarrassing if we were wrong. Oh, God, I hope not. I'm sorry, Skitch. Special thanks to your cats, who are <laughs> guest stars this season. Do you want to give them a shout out? Uh, there's Zelda, mm-hmm. who is weird. Awesome. And there's Anna, who is a fucking dumbass. <laughs> who likes bread. <laughs> she will steal bread. No, but nobody's bread is safe. 